going on? Welcome back to the channel. Hey, sorry I know it's been a few days, a few months, a few weeks since I've been on here, but there's been a lot of issues going on with the family, a lot of things going on I had to take care of. But prior to that, but hey guys, hope everybody's doing great. I hope the weather ain't bothering you too bad. I know up here in Kentucky it's been pretty horrible and pretty crappy, uh, cold weather and snow and ice and rain and just ugh, garbage. But anyway, uh, I got a special guest with me today. We're going to talk about a pretty awesome topic. We're going to go over friendship and what it means to have a good brother and sister in Christ. Because, guys, I know you know that when you've got somebody that you can count on, that you can be real with, it changes the aspects of your life. Because you don't want to go through this life alone. God told us in His Word that, that we're supposed to go through this life as with one another and not by ourselves. So, guys, we're going, I'm going to introduce my friend to you. Uh, been a, a great guy in the fitness world with me. Been a great guy spiritually. He's been just an awesome all-around dude. So, guys, I want to introduce you my best friend, Matt White. Hey, Terry. I appreciate you letting me come in to the... We're off show today and kind of come in and talk a little bit. I've kind of had a little little topic on laying on my heart lately. Kind of want to discuss a little bit about friendship, having brothers and sisters in Christ, and want to kind of talk about some things that I've learned, experienced, and some some pretty great people that I've met over the years through the gym, through church. It's kind of made a big impact on my life and a lot of friendships I've had over the years that other ones have faded away, and just kind of get an idea of how they brought me and how they made shaped me the man that I am today. And whenever I kind of go to slip a little bit in life, just they're the ones I kind of fall back on, just have little discussions where we need to and just kind of talk about what's going on with each other. And we, like I said, we kind of, we, we keep it real real with each other. And that's what means the world to me because, you know, you, you come into this and you don't want to really be judged based on things that you're dealing with because it makes you feel like a kind of a crappy person on some things. But knowing that you can have a brother keep it real with you and just kind of give you that open mindset who's not willing to just judge you based on your faults and makes a big impact. That's good. You got you got to have so much you can be accountable with, don't you? You got so much you can legit be real with. Right, right. So I mean, you, that means that means the world, guys. If you got somebody in your life, I don't care if it's somebody who's fifteen years older than you or it's five years younger than you. If somebody that you can count on as a friend, if it's somebody that you can just go and be real to, when I'm when I'm when I'm talking about being real to, I mean you can tell whatever it is, like hey bro, you're messing up in your spiritual life on this point, or hey dude. You're sucking up in the gym. You need to get that, that gut under control. You need to get those reps in. You need to get your diet in check. you got to be real with these people. And with the people that you can be really real with, those are the guys or girls that you're going to be, you know, you're going to have in your life forever because they're going to be the ones that you're going to want to keep around forever because they're your best friends, real deal friends. Well, I mean, Terry, you got to think, though, these kind of people, they're, they're, the, ones that's, they're your, the ones that you're interacting with every day, and they're the ones that's pretty much... You don't realize, but they're the ones that are pushing you to be the person you are. So when you do start to slip, it's nice to know that you have somebody who's actually going to say, hey, you know, what's going on? Step back a little bit when you're in the gym struggling, you're not getting your normal weights, and you just really don't want to be there half the time. Then they kind of reach out and be like, hey, you know, let's step aside. Let's take a quick break. to We'll just stop on this set and kind of step out to the side and just talk about what's going on and get an idea of what's bothering each other because it's kind of – you pick up real quick whenever you're – the ones that you're around every day is out of their norm. You really you catch that pretty fast, in my opinion. Yeah, you you can definitely tell when somebody's definitely not on their A game. It's like, hey, you know, Terry's acting a little up, Matt. What's going on with Terry over there, Matt? It's like, I got this. Well, I mean, you got to think though, like this, like this past summer of eighteen, I missed a lot of the gym time, and I had you all kind of reach out to me saying, hey, you know what's going on? Just I'm not gonna be real pushy right now, but if you need to talk, let's talk. Let's get together. Still miss you. Like to see you at the gym sometime. Let me know. Holler back at me wherever you can. Right. Got to have a. Got to always have an accountability partner. And that's why I kind of want to start off today with my first verse. I really, really stuck out to him is James four eleven. It says, "Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister, or judges them, speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it." Now I've noticed I got I have brothers and sisters in Christ like I said I have a lot of brothers that I talk to rely on and kind of motivate me support me and I support them as well and I've also got some sisters that I met through work and just grew up with I, we, we go a year without talking and then as soon as something comes up hey message get a random message right in the night saying hey you know this has been bothering me mad haven't heard from you in a while but is there anything you can give me any advice on or kind of help out on? I've done that as well with them too. That's good. That's true. Good. You gotta. It's the old fashioned saying, you know. You, you gotta. Uh, the Bible tells you that don't judge one another just by their, you know, their outer appearance. I know we've heard that a bunch of times, and uh, 
the Bible tells us that, you know, Jesus using the parable that, hey, what are you doing judging this person whenever you got a plank in your eye when you're trying to remove the dust from somebody else's eye? And, you know, when you got a friend like that, you can reach out to them and be like, hey, man, you got some issues going on. Let me help you. Right. I mean, especially, like I said, you know, they don't slander one. Like, we have our friends. You know, I'm a pretty well open person. I talk to a lot of people at the gym and at work, wherever I'm at. I kind of, in the store, wherever we may be, I kind of run into people saying, hey, you know, How's it going? Like, hadn't heard, seen from you in a while, heard from you in a while, graduated with you. So I kind of talk to, I kind of have a lot of friends that I talk to. But as far as having that true brother and sister in Christ that I really depend on, I kind of keep, the, it seems like I have a smaller circle of those because those are the ones that kind of really know me the best and actually take the time to know me. And I've took the time to learn them and get to know them better that people I never dreamed that I would even be friends with before now all of a sudden are my best friends coming over and I've got some now that based on each other's past our roads would have never met and that's wild isn't it that's wild it is because I mean you have people that you see growing up how they mm -hmm. act and how you act and then all of a sudden you you make some bad choices and they're like you know hey come right over to my house and they invite you and you invite them it, it feels nice to know that you don't have that sense of judgment like you normally do in a lot of people in a lot of churches you see some of them have that sense of judgment and you pretty much can they understand that not everybody's perfect we're all broken and we're we're here to help one another not judge one another and it is okay to slip it's okay to foul right because we're not walking on water yet folks and you know you're going to you're going to have a file you're going to have a fail i shoot i fail and i file all the time but the thing is what you learn from is how you stand back up you know i fail in a lot of things i'm glad i got friends in my life that that if i fail they're there to help pick me back up because, guys, let me tell you something. Anxiety, depression, stress is real. It's a real demon that we deal with every day. And I deal with it on a daily basis. And if I didn't have my brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know where I'd be at today. Well, see, I notice I've, I've noticed with me, I've been, you know, you deal a lot with it. And kind of like you say, it kind of leads on to my next verse I had in mind, which would be Proverbs eighteen twenty four, And it says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother oh i know and, that guy you yep. know that guy yep <laughs> hey guys if you don't know that guy matt's gonna tell you who that guy is it's jesus that's right jesus is your friend who sticks closer than a brother he's somebody that you can always tell all your dark secrets to he's somebody that you can tell all your problems to jesus already knows your problems but it's it's he what he wants is what we call a relationship, and a relationship with Jesus Christ is somebody or something that you can sit back and like, bro, I need I need help, man. I've got an issue, God. I know you can deal with it, and that's what that's what the relationship with the the, the when the Proverbs when this uh, when this writing was talking about that you can count on Jesus to comfort you in your dark times, your hard times, and even comfort you in your great times. Why do I need comfort in my great times? Because after every great thing, you're going to have a great fail. And guys, I ain't going to lie to you. I've been on the top just as quick as I've been on the bottom. I've definitely been in the mountains and I've been in the valleys as well. I mean, yeah. you're just part of it. You, you know, sometimes it's, it's when you start seeing a lot of things coming good, you find something that kind of knocks you back down. It's like, all right, you know, we're going to give you this, but I'm going to take away this from you. And to me, I kind of it seems to me like to have those brothers and sisters in Christ, you you really need to establish that brother with Jesus Christ. You need to really establish him being our father. You need to you need to really get that sense of connection with him. That way, saying, "Hey, you know, Lord, this is all I've got going on. This is what's bothering me. This is what's been on my brain. I'm really struggling to help with." And it actually amazes you because he'll send you people to be your brothers and sisters in Christ, to where they're the ones that's helping you. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm struggling with this, and it's really hard, and I'm telling the Lord, this is all I've got. This is what's bothering me. I'm really struggling on this. This is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this anxiety, the, the depression, the constant nervousness. Just your, your daily life, you just don't really realize how, how much things can really place an impact on you. And, you know, when I go to the doctor and I'm there praying on this, having all this stuff going on, it, it's like Jesus uses... He sends people in my life to help me deal with it. Kind of like how at first I, my stepdad passed away. I got a new job. I, sw I made a whole 180 degree turn based on where I was coming from. And 
I suffer from the depression, the anxiety after he passed away, the grieving, extreme grieving, still grieve over it. But I was not in the church. I was very far away from church, nowhere near church house on Sundays. That is the last place normally you'd find me for about two years. And after he passed and I started working here at the hospital here in Manchester, I actually had started going to the gym, and that's when I actually met Terry and my barber. And both of them was saying, hey, you know, whenever I get a haircut, he'd be, my barber would say, hey, Matt, won't you come to church with us? You know, invite me every single time. And I mean, this went on for like three months. And as I was going to the gym, Terry was actually going to the gym too, but I never really worked out with him. But when our new gym opened, you know, keeps his smile top short, Terry starts saying, hey, Matt, won't you come to church? Won't you come to our church? Try it out. Come to Gray Fork. See what you think of it. And I'm like, oh, you know, all right, like, kind of like most people do. Like, hey, yeah, I might try it. I'll, I'll try to be there, which really, I, honestly, in my heart, I had no intentions whatsoever being there. But it, it in a sad way of saying, it just made him hush. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, really, like, you, you do that. Like, right. you know, you when, do. You, when you get yep. out of church and you kind of turn your back on God, you're like, you know, I, I wish I wish you all quit aggravating me, want me to come. You know, I appreciate you inviting me, but. Just let me live my life and let me do my own thing. It's actually ironic because when that next week they both invited me to church, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pick. I couldn't remember which one. I couldn't remember which one invited me, but I said, all right, I'm gonna give Gray Fork a try. And I told Terry, I said, you know what? Actually, I'm going for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a try. I'll come out, see you all, say hi, no big deal. Maybe give me a little push. And it's actually phenomenal that whenever I walked in, I with Terry. I seen my barber standing there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Terry. Or there's so-and-so. Like, he cuts my hair every Sunday, and he's like, yeah, he invited you to the same church. And it was actually crazy because I was such in a dark mindset that I literally completely overlooked their invitation to church so much that I didn't even realize both people was inviting me to the exact same place. And I was coming, like I said, I, I was working at a job in London, so... On the weekends, my, my only day off was Sunday. I didn't want to go to church. And if I was getting a haircut, it was in London. So how I, it just, I believe everything happens for a reason. And it's crazy. As soon as my stepdad passed away, all he wanted was me to get in the medical field. So I'm starting to ramble a little bit. I get a job here in Manchester Hospital. And then next thing I know, my new gym partner, best friend, and my new barber go to the exact same church. And to me, it just, I don't know, it just kind of, it amazed me. It all, amazed the, all the trails linking together. Everything was linking together, but I was being in such a dark mind, so oblivious to the world, that I was never putting two and two together. And literally made myself look... I'm glad he didn't hear me, because I looked incredibly dumb when I said, hey, I didn't know you come here, because it ain't like he didn't invite me to church too 50 times. <laughs> and, and guys, uh, the barber he speaks of is a really close friend, so yeah, but if you're watching this, uh, yeah, we're talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> And Al, man, wouldn't trade the man for nothing in the world. Like, literally, another big idol in my life, too, that I look up to and ask to and kind of talk about advice and kind of get his opinion on things. Yeah, he's definitely definitely a good, a good person. He's always uh, he's always called me hero because he was real close to Dad. And uh, some of you guys might know, I'm a couple of episodes back, I kind of shared my story. Man, the reason why me and Matt clicked so quick is because we both share the same past. And... Uh, we're several years apart on age, but we're same same uh, connection as far as our past and our, how we're going through our future and the way God deals with us on a daily basis. It's so much in similarity that it's scary. Um, it's so it, we're, there's points where we're like, all right, dude, you're gonna stop this. I mean, it, it's just it's it's so similar. And guys, you, you will find somebody in your life as a friend that you can go through this life with, and that you can struggle with through situations and you can't if you have to or if you need to you can cry with let me tell you something don't be no big bulky man because the guy if you guys could see me and see matt you see that matt's got arms the size of pythons over here so it's it's all good i'm gonna cry on it i'll cry on that shoulder i ain't scared but you know that's that's what's so good about it is because you can you can really relate to to someone at a whole new level versus like hey bro what's that truck looking like you can like hey man how's your How's your heart feeling today? Are you got any issues going on that we can talk about? Do you have anything that you need to get off your chest? I mean, you got to think we came in. We had that church men's group. Yeah, man's a good night. Past Sunday, and we come in talking about fishing, hunting, talking about 
sports, talking about anything under the sun. And the next thing you know, before we're about to leave, every every man shed at least one tear on each other before we walked out of that building. Amen. And to see big, bulky, all these big guys, that's big-time deer hunters, big-time sports fanatics, old school, uh, some of the ones that you'd say, I wouldn't even cross this path, the next thing you know, you're all crying together. It's just, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. And from my perspective, like me and Terry mentioned earlier about the whole father situation, my stepfather passed away at 20 year old, and here I'm coming into a house now with just me, mom, sis, and my other two siblings, having to step up and be the man of the house, and it's like, alright, I don't know nothing about plumbing, I don't know nothing about this stuff, and everything that he didn't get a chance to teach me, it's kind of like I needed some male figures into my life that's a little bit older, that's had that experience, that had to be grow up be the man of the house, and that's why me and Terry clicks a good because he's had to grow up quick. I've had to grow up quick, and it's just whenever I get stuck, it's like, hey, Terry, you know, this is what's going on. I really need help. Like, this is what I'm dealing with, and I always tell Terry, if I, if I haven't had a phone call, I mean, I'd be ringing it every day. Every day. Every day. Um, Yeah, before before we go any, any deeper, uh, as Matt was speaking right then, there was a, a, a Bible story that kind of came to my mind, and it kind of caught me off guard there for a minute. I, I just want to share it with you guys. It's it's the same. It's going. I think it's going. I think it's going to lay right into uh, what Matt's fixing to talk about even more here. Uh, it's it's in one of my favorite books, which is the book of Matthew, and it's in chapter seven, verse twenty-four, and it talks about it talks about a man. Uh, Jesus was telling a parable about how you build your foundations, and um, you know, you know, guys, if you build your foundations upon a, on top of garbage, if you put if you put your trust in a friend. He was just going to turn and stab you in the back, and, and not, you know, be there for the benefit of you and the benefit of your family, benefit you know, of your guys' friendship. It's the same type of parable as this, and 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 then uh, what Jesus says here it says, uh, what well, Matthew says, what in here it says, uh, everyone that hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon a rock, and then the fail, and then fall, and then the floods came and the winds blew and beat the house, but did not fall. Because it had been founded, had been founded on the rocks, and anyone who hears these words of mine does not do them. It was like a foolish man who built his house upon sand. And then the rain came, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with great. Um, was the fall of it? And what I'm talking about is, is if you build your foundation upon upon friends that's going to constantly stab you back or steal you blind or or just be there to talk bad about you, then you're going to be that guy who built his house upon the sand. And every time the strong winds come, which is what we're talking about, the world, the worldly things, um, your house is going to fall. And you're going to crumble, and then you're going to have the anxiety, the depression, the stress, the anger, the jealousy, whatever else you can think of is going to start piling up on top of you. But if you build your foundation upon a friend that's who's there as a brother and a sister in Christ, guys, I can't emphasize enough, there's a difference between a friend and then there's a brother and sister in Christ. Huge difference. A friend is a friend, but a brother and sister in Christ is somebody that is going to go with you through every battle that you're going in, and you can get real with, and it's that friend you can build your house upon a rock with. Right, kind of like you said, Terry, my next next verse kind of thought of me, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I know whenever I first met you in the gym, you always, you know, I'd say, you know, I appreciate you giving me that support, appreciate you pumping me up. I, Man, that's awesome. I, you you hyped me up and I got that weight. And you always say, well, Matt, you know, iron sharpens iron. I'm thinking, what's he talking about? And he's like, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. I was like, what iron is he talking about? I, I mean, I was so oblivious <laughs> to the world. I was, uh, my eyes hadn't been open. I was like, what iron is he talking about? Iron sharpens iron. This guy's talking. He's talking. guy's went crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. And I mean, like you said, with our small friends, you know, we've got those people that we truly rely on that, they sharpen us. And I mean, I've had some times that I've told, I've told these boys stuff that I wouldn't even speak about. Like stuff just, not nothing dark, nothing crazy, but I mean, just things that I was really dealing with that I was like, I feel like, I feel like a baby complaining about these things, but they literally sat on my mind for the past month that I need to get this out of my system. And kind of just like, listen guys, I don't even care if you just give me input, just let me complain for a little bit. <laughs> I'm done mean, for it. It's like, hey, listen, this is bothering me. Don't, you don't even have to reply back to me. Just let, me come here, just let me come here and complain <laughs> for a little bit, and I'll be good to go. Don't even acknowledge it. Just You can actually put your headphones in just to say that I said it. <laughs> just being it out. 
Yeah. And so that's why to me it's just so crucial to have such good friends. I mean, we've got friends that literally been like, hey, Matt, you know, tell me stuff. This is what I'm really, truly dealing with. I'm having these thoughts. I'm thinking this. I'm, I'm just, I'm really having this set on my heart and I don't know what to do. And honestly, like, I, I had struggled a lot with that with Terry before I got saved. And Terry one day looked at me, he said, have you ever laid it at the altar? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, that's bothering you. And I said, yeah. He said, have you ever laid it at the altar? And I said, well, no. And like the verse says, iron sharpens iron. He said, you know, he's just giving me a suggestion to make me grow stronger. He said, next time it's bothering you, he said, lay it at the altar. And like I said, I was kind of, when it comes to getting up in the church and walking up to the main front of the church with everybody, it's, it is horrific. Like, it is just, to me, I was so nerve-wracked the thought of getting in front of that church. Even though I've seen everybody else in that church come to the altar and lay their prayers down and lay everything's bothering them down, I was kind of like, man, everybody's going to look at me weird. <laughs> and me and Terry had already started off sitting at the front of the church anyway, so I didn't make it no better because I'm that much closer. And everybody already kind of looks at me anyways. So when he said, iron sharpens iron, Matt, he said, lay at the altar next time. And we went to church. It's just like as soon as I sat on my knees and prayed or turned to altar, it's like everything had just, I just broke down. Never, I was never the type to cry, but I tell you what, no, I broke down like a baby right there in church. And I was like, just you could just feel the love because wherever you wherever you wherever you're sitting there praying and you have somebody come to you didn't even know who didn't even look up and you have somebody you instantly feel walk over to you and you feel them lay their hand on your shoulder and start praying with you and it's a brother of yours that gives you cold chills like no other mm-hmm. so it shows you right there guys that you don't have to repeat a special prayer that you know that these people that these fancy preachers or a fancy evangelist whoever they call themselves say to get yourself right with the lord you don't have to repeat that all you have to do is when you feel that tug on your heart when you feel jesus really pulling at your heart that you got all you gotta do is lay at the cross and i i think about i'm telling you like you said i I tug tug on your heart i literally i was like no lord i'm not doing this today like i mean it was absolutely like it literally like he had a rope around me trying to pull me and you can literally feel it the rubs jerk him and I'm like no I'm not doing this and I start getting a little bit teary eyed I'm like no I'm not doing this today we're not going through all this and the next thing I know in a blink of an eye I'm up or my hands and he's crying it, praying about what's been going on it's just like it's just completely such a overwhelming in a good way experience yeah it's something that you never will forget it's that feeling of all the problems you've been carrying on your back it's like guys, if you're if you're hitting that squats, if you got that that squat bar on your shoulders, and you're putting 300 pounds on you, and you feel that weight of that world crashing down on you, and as soon as you go down, and you feel like you can stand up, you you get that feeling it's like, hey, I know I can stand back up. It's just like when you lay it all at the foot of the cross, when you sit down at the altar or wherever it is, at your chair, at side of your bed, it don't matter. When you land at the foot of Jesus, when you take that weight and you put it at His feet, you will stand up just like you took that big weight lifted off your shoulders when you're doing a squat. And then once you lay it down there and you see that that love, it's converted to my next verse. Philemon 1 7. It says, Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Now, tell me about you. How's that kind of, how's that really stick out to you? Uh, when you do things, to me, that what that kind of how it feels to me is when you do things in God's will, when you're going, when you're chasing after God's will and you're chasing after the love, that you're great, you're bringing him great joy, and just like you know, when you friendship wise, which is the subject we're talking about, is that you know when we do things as friends or we do things as brothers in Christ, um, it brings up the love for one another. It brings up you know, man, I love you for doing this, you know, this great deed, or Matt, man, you're just awesome, bro. Just keep it up, keep pushing, you know, and that brings joy. And then you know, when you have joy in your heart of your brother and sister in Christ, uh, it takes you to a whole new level. And the holy level is, uh, it keeps pushing down the darkness and keeps pushing down the bad things in this world. What about you? Kind of like that. Like you said, it's just, when you've got that great joy and encouragement from those people around you that really, truly support you, that no matter what you're doing, they're right in your, bo- they're right in your corner, no matter what's going on. 
it's just when you come from that dark world that you're living in just such a negative world everything's everybody's against you there's nothing good gonna happen what's the point of even going why do I why do I even, I mean it got to where I wouldn't even get out of bed and go to work late every single day and it just it became a routine to where you just got in such a dark mindset that I mean when you finally have that joy and encouragement of people pushing you to do better showing you hey listen the world's not a bad place there's bad people but there's not it's not a bad place that's why I truly feel like the Lord just he, he puts those that you really need in your life at the time you need them and when you have that great joint encouragement it really refreshes you and just like the verse says it refreshes the hearts of the Lord's people like it refreshed mine honestly it felt like you took that cold heart and warmed it finally back up it just and it just made me see the world in such a whole new aspect and you could see the smile just amazing creations of the Lord and just you, you just see the little small details that you never would see before and just completely overlook because your heart's just so refreshed and so full of the spirit that's just like I say it's just overwhelming it's just yeah. it's phenomenal it's just mm-hmm. amazing little things that I mean I, I go out hunting a lot I'll be out there in the deer stand and it's just the trees found just you, you first see the leaves found a lot of people kind of see it as like a like a negative type deal. Yeah. But when you, it's like when you get refreshed by the Lord and you have that whole new eye-opening experience, it's like you see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. When things are crashing down, you see the beauty and the positives of what's going on. Even though you know, even though this might not be working your way, guess what? You've got everything else in your corner still pushing for you. So it's kind of like it's kind of me. It's kind of like a little, kind of like a weight scale, like a little balance. You have. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of. You see a few of the negatives, but you look at so much more positive that's going on. That's what helps keep you motivated and kind of helps keep you pushing. Right. Because you see all the good things going for you. Don't get me wrong. You might sit there and ponder for a little bit on what's bad. It's like, oh, you know, this stinks. This truck got a flat tire or whatever it may be, but you got warm home. You got plenty of food. You got great family, great clothes. Like, you know, a few days before school started, my truck literally just so happened to blow up right before nursing school i'm talking four days before nursing school started back my truck motor goes out and i mean you're talking about a over just absolutely even though it's a materialistic thing which means nothing in this life it's just the fact that man this sucks i hate this it's why what's the point now i'm mad blah 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 and then when next thing you know you got everybody saying hey just borrow my vehicle just borrow my vehicle what's the big deal and it's just like you see just you see everybody reach out to you like hey you know we're here to help you don't just because your motor blew up, guess what? You still going to school. Like I said, you have that one knock back, but you have everything else that just opens your eyes back more. Yeah, shows you the valuable things. Yeah, the ones that the stuff that really matters, the real deal stuff. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like for the flat tire, it stinks. Uh, I'm a firm believer in like, okay, if I drive down the road and I, I for some reason I have a flat tire on my truck, uh, I feel like I try to put in my mind that hey, God, you know. He allowed this to happen to save me from something that's going to happen to me down the road. I, I could have went like on and then flipped my truck 15 times. Especially when I get behind a slow driver. Oh, my I'm gosh. Like, there's a reason I'm behind this slow driver. Sometimes <laughs> I will literally drive about six miles to my house going 40 in a 55. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, there's, I, I truly feel like there's a reason for this. Especially if you get behind that little brown car. Wherever I've had a day, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That guy. Oh, I mean, he's... He saved all kinds of people, I tell you. Bound to be an angel in disguise. When you're just having such a a horrible day and you're living, or just, like me, it seems like I get in such a continuous Russian lifestyle that I don't have time to just sit and breathe. That whenever I have some of my favorite artists, like NF or whoever may be up, kind of like the Christian music playing the rare, just kept giving me a soothing, and then I get behind a slow driver, it's like, you know what, maybe this is the Lord saying, hey, Matt, chill out for a minute. Yeah. Like, I've been wanting to do this podcast, and I was just, so I ain't got time, I can't make time, can't do nothing. And I start complaining. I was like, I either sleep too much or I don't sleep enough. And then last night, just it just really dawned on me where we were sitting there eating, having our meeting, talking about what's going on in each other's life. And that it really hit me like friendship just hit me so hard that I was like, I got mixed up. No, you're good. Keep on going. I guess yeah. I start getting tongue tied on me. It's, just, hey, it's all good. It happens. It happens. We. Where was having that meeting? It's just 
friendship just really stuck to me. And I was like, you know, I, I, to have friends come together to just to sit and talk about the Lord and sit and talk about nothing, just here's what's going on, here's what's been bugging me, or even if, we, even if we're not just in our venting, we start talking about the things we appreciate and the things that, how the Lord's helped us. Not really saying here's what's bothering me, but here's what actually came out in my favor. Yeah. I mean. I'm firm. I'm right there with you. know, last night we did, we sat there, we went to go eat. It was our birthday boys, uh, birthday little dinner. We kind of got together and uh, it turned out we sat there for about almost three and a half hours of just venting it out, you know. And that's what you got to do when you got a brother and sister in Christ is don't hold it in. You know, vent out. Let these guys know your situation because because two pairs of shoulders is, is a lot easier to carry the weight of the world versus one one shoulder. And then you know it sucks. You know, you I know it's hard. I understand because it took me forever to be able to let my problems out. You know, when I finally started letting my problems out, my problems began began to get littler and littler and littler. When I take like I said, I had this, I've had this podcast on mine. It's like all right, mate. You know. I've been wanting to do a podcast, but I couldn't find what to talk about, and I'd start working on it. I'm like, no, it sounds dumb. Don't we want to talk about this? Don't we really have much to say about this? And lately, I've just had such an open experience with friendships that I read this. is a is a post on Facebook. I actually shared it, and it said something like, no, you know, don't quote me for this. It's something along the lines of when you when you're very busy and you don't have, you feel like you don't have time, and the Lord keeps you up at night. It's like. It, when you don't have time to read through the day and the Lord's keeping you up at night, maybe it's the Lord saying, hey, sit down, it's time to talk. Right. Like, hey, you know, you've had a busy week, you've been struggling all week. Like, here's it. It says when you can't sleep at night, have you ever thought maybe that's God's way of saying we need to talk and now you've got time? And my biggest thing that I've always complained about is I don't have time for nothing. I, or at least I do, but I'm just, I'm putting all the things that should be second first. Right. And that's where my issue's coming. Because I've got time. I yeah. had the time. It's just, Matt, you just you you have to have the willpower to put it in your schedule and actually make the time. The time's there. Get your ladder, your uh, chain of command fixed up. Right. And then last night, I was just sitting there. I was like, man, I'd really like to do a podcast. I'd love to do a podcast. I just don't want to talk about. And I mean, this ain't no joke. I was up till... I, I, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning, had to be at work at 8, and I was like, Matt, you've got to go to bed. But I was thinking, you know what? That Facebook quote literally just came to my mind. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is maybe this is my time to talk. And the next thing I know, I've got half a page of verses and notes that I've took that it's kind of like, all right, Matt, here's your real good start. Now you got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've we've had some eye-opening experiences. We've had, I've got friends that, you know, I'm starting to ramble a little bit, but I, I, lately, we the friends that I really got close with the last summer when the Lord really said, you know what, Matt, here's your group of people. These are the people I'm going to start you off with. These are the ones I want you to really... Well, I kind of feel like these are the ones that's going to be helping you in life, pretty much your help. Here's your ladders. They're all there to protect you, help you, guide each other. You're all there as a group. And we've got one that went to a nursing job in North Dakota. Another one went to a nursing job in Florida. One moved to London working weekday night shifts. The other one works weeknight shifts. And it's like our whole group's been split up, but yet we still stay in touch with one another. And when things are going wrong, it seems like for some odd reason, God still managed to put that time to say, you know, he lets us all be off work to where we can actually get together. Yeah. Which really doesn't happen that often. I mean, they at their job, they work them, boy, they, they pull in a lot of overtime. I mean, they work more in two weeks than I do in a month. Like, yeah. them boys pull a lot of overtime. And that's that, why I had friendships come in mind because we, we started for, I don't know where we actually had time to where we could all get together and just sit and talk. After seeing those friends move off these past couple of months and kind of seeing the little group kind of break up but still stay tight. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. my You know, my buddy John there. I mean, she, we've been friends for over 20 years. We live in the same town. We don't get to see each other as much as we used to. But, you know, um, you guys might remember we done a podcast together a while back. Um, you know, we still we still talk, but we don't get to hang out like we used to. We don't get to do the things we used to. But, you know, we both got families. We both got, you know, we're full-time jobs. And, um, you know, God placed you know, us in each other's lives for a reason. It was uh, when my daddy died, uh, John's, John and his daddy stepped up. You know, they helped me out a lot during that time. Uh, 
you know, John's dad Ed. You know, he really stepped up as like a like a father figure to me. And really, I mean, if it wasn't for Ed, I mean, I really, I think my dark dark spot would have got even darker. And you know, Ed Ed pulled me in, and he, you know, we we went fishing a whole lot more than we normally did. You know, done more outdoor things, more more than we already did. I guess to kind of help me get the things off my mind, and kind of help me cope with stuff. But I mean, you just sometimes, you know, God works out in mysterious ways. Right. Yeah, he, he pulls people away and pulls pieces of people in front of you, and then I, I always I've always imagined God's a like a, like a like a chess player moving people around. Like, I see oh, that. No, nah, I'll put you here. I can see that. Saying you about to make a bad move, let me just move you over here. Like, I mean, like I said, we've. I guess where I'm in that, I'm kind of in that stage where me and my friends, you know, last summer we all worked jobs, but it wasn't nothing, no big deal. It wasn't like an actual serious job. And then, don't get me wrong, we pulled her forward and we got done, <laughs> but it wasn't no. We still had time to, to get together and just hang out, and not really worry about it. Well, no backbreakers. No backbreakers, yeah. But then now, you know, everybody's you got one buddy that's a lineman. You got two of them that are nurses. You got. One that's trying to go into nursing. You've got some that are doing college classes now, graduating high school. And you've got working at the jails, working at the prisons, them trying to get a career going. And, of course, me doing school and doing work, too. And you you see how we're, I'm kind of, we're going through that transition where everybody's getting careers. So it's really testing our faith mm-hmm. and our friendship. And our, our friendship is still holding strong. Yeah. Despite all these things going wrong because we still, when we had not seen each other in a while, we still FaceTime each other. We still message each other on Facebook. We have group chats. We have ways where even though we're not getting that full face-to-face connection, we're still keeping touch. Right. And I've got some friends that I can go, I have went six months I've been speaking to just because he was busy, I was busy. My buddy Nathan Mitchell, perfect one. And then next thing you know, we we come back to the gym. He's like, hey, when we sit there and talk for an hour, right. miss miss half our workout just because we're just starting. Hey, let's catch just up. catch up. Yeah, that's just that's what it goes, you know. Uh, your friendships, you know, they're the ones, the real friendships are the ones you want to hang on to. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, you are you're the average person of the of the top five friends you hang out with. I've heard a lot of people speak of that. A lot of different podcasters talk about that. And you know, I got to thinking, I was like, you know, that's right. You know, I can, I can put on my hand my five top friends, and and I can average, you know, what what kind of person I am based off those five friends, and then you know if you got five turd friends, you're gonna be a big top pile turd. Right. I mean, I mean that's what boils that to. And if you got five good friends who are good people who's got who's got you back, who has got you know, uh, who's got your your best interest on their mind, and um, you're gonna be that five average just like that. You're gonna have their best interest on your mind. I tell you, my, my stepdad, one of his big quotes was, even though you got long hair, if you stay around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. You're going to get a haircut, yep. He said, true. you pretty much run with your crew. He yep. said, you stay around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. And I mean, you just, like you said, kind of like basing me on my friends. And I look at them, I think, man, we really, we're all so different. But we still, as far as religious beliefs, morals, values, goals, we're all still right there on the same track, the same page. Just because you're, just because you might disagree with a little bit of something, guess what? We can find, we we always meet in the middle. Yeah, we really do. I just hope that I've got friends that just like the Bible story. Whenever uh, uh, Jesus was talking about the when Jesus was preaching in his town, and these four friends, uh, my couple podcasts back, I done that. But um, he uh, these four friends carried their paralyzed friend on a mat, carried him for miles, and then lowered him down because they couldn't go through the door because the door was blocked. And I hope that I've got friends that that if there if there's a situation that I'm going through that they're not going to just stop because of a doorway's been blocked. They're going to find another route. They're going to find another way to get whatever I need to help me out. They're going to make that way. Just like us four friends, the four friends they knew that, that Jesus was in there. And they knew that Jesus could heal and and uh, make their paralyzed friend walk again. So they went up and dug through the roof and lowered their paralyzed man down a mat to in front of Jesus. Now what kind of friends are that? I mean, them's top dog friends. Them guys be put on payroll. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, especially, you know, we keep referring to our guy friends, like even with the females, you know, they've got to have that same, I believe they really need that same sense of connection too with their friends where, because my mom's had friends that she grew up with, like sisters that moved off to different states that, you know, they still message on Facebook and they still keep in contact. And I think not just from a guy's perspective, I mean, mostly, you know, got 
reach the females too. They really need that sense of connection to where they can have somebody talk about their relationship troubles, their life troubles, their life struggles. And I like that in our churches. Our church has women's group while we have men's group. So we have our Sunday, we have our worships where we all come together as one. But we also understand that there's a time that we need to split mm-hmm. and have the guys get with the guys and the females get with the females. Yeah. That way they still, because I mean, there's still some things that you really don't want to open up to around a bunch of guys. Right. Even though it might not be nothing inappropriate in church, but I mean, there's just some stuff you're just like. You're more comfortable around the same, right, the same, same sex, sex you are, yep. Right. It just makes such a big difference. I have that. Everyone feels they really, I strongly encourage everybody to find that sense of friends and really, and if you have those kind of friends, that, that you know, I've had some friends I've kind of pushed off, but it's kind of like when I have that open experience, like, hey, you know, these, these people really are for me, despite that I've done this to them and they're still there, I might need to wake up and realize what I've got before I lose it. Right. And I feel like God tests you like that too. And he will. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to lose what's good because if you, if you got stuff that's bad in your life, you get rid of it. Right. I you mean, cut it out. Like on our next verse, it says Hebrews 13, 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Now, I can say that I, I'm probably one of the worst overused the word, I love you. Yeah. Love you. Big big quote of mine, love you. Yeah. How's it going to love you? Just see, I've got to worry, like, literally, I, I always... About any phone call I get with a close friend, I'll say love you. Mean and me and the guys do that. It's kind of at first, it's it's, it's actually kind of cool. Well, it's kind of weird at first. It's it's a little <laughs> odd at first, but then it's like I was like, bro. like literally, like we say it, we say it on Facetime or on the phone, like it's no big deal. Like, well, man, I'm gonna get off here and hit the gym, or hey, bro, fixing to leave the house. Love you, I love you. It's just like at first, yeah. like you see a bunch of guys in the gym. It's like I'll grunt style weightlifting. <laughs> bearded out well I ain't too bearded out I'm trying but you have everybody else all bearded all just rough looking then next thing you know they're hugging each other talking about they love each other and go on it's just it's, it's phenomenal it's it's amazing and like see the it's a, it's a good bond it, it's, it's a it's an internal bond that you have with, with somebody who's special to you I'm mean, like so I've got female friends and male friends that I truly love that I mean mm-hmm. we really we might not we might go two or three weeks without talking but then they'll say, hey, you know, just want to check in on you. Love you. Hope you have a good day. Hope hope you're yeah. all, hope you're all right. Hope the family's going good. Just want to check in. Didn't want to bother you. That's it. And kind of like the next verse, John 15, 12, says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was in a pretty dark world coming in that I didn't love everybody. Did not. Well, that was definitely not the verse for me. Didn't love each other. Yeah, I love. Don't get me wrong. My close family, sure, but that's about it. I was like, no, you know, I just you just get in such a dark mind that you don't really, you, you just you lose. I don't really want to say you lose, but you just don't have that sense of love until you've got right. the love of Jesus in your heart, and that's when you have a whole new way of loving. Oh yeah, when you when whenever you finally accept Jesus into your heart, uh, I remember when I did. Um, I remember that my dark heart went really, really bright. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, what it does, I had a real hardened heart. It was really hard for me to, to love someone, um, even even at that time was my girlfriend. Uh, really hard for me to love her, uh, the way she designed, the you know the way she needed to be loved. And there's a difference in that. There's a difference in love, and then there's a difference in the way you're supposed to love someone. And uh, I think like you know like my dad's talking about you know he tells his brothers like I love you, man. That's just, I think that's, a, that's out of respect. Like, hey, man, I love you. Take care of yourself. I'm here if you need me. Um, that's the way I do things. But then there's a love that you have for one. Like, hey, bro, I really love you. Like, you're like, dude, I really need I really need you in my corner uh, to know that if I fall backwards, you're there to catch me. And that, that if I have a situation that I need to talk to someone, that you're there no matter, say, for example, like I know that if I needed, if I had something going on right now, and I called upon Matt or, or, or John or you know other people that's really close to my life that I know that, that they would drop what they're doing right then and there and they would they would come to you. Those are the friends that you really love. Those are the ones like, hey man, I really need you right now. Right. I mean you gotta think like last night we me, you, Gary and Nick, I mean like we have that Oh Gary. I hope you're listening, Gary. I hope you're listening, Gary. <laughs> like we had like could, 
Gary's a lifesaver and a half too. Like you, you gotta think you kind of have. I, to me, you kind of have those three stages of love. You got that, I love you like Jesus loves everybody. Yeah. Then you got that. No, like you said, I really love you like I do you, Gary, Terry, Nick, mm-hmm. Adam, I love you Trey, guys. Derek, Mitch, all them boys, whole group, and. Then you've also got that next level of love where that's what you have for your spouse. Yeah. That's the kind of love. That's the intimate love. That's, that's the a, intimate love. That's, yeah. a, that's another line. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other day. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other day. Because, you know, when you love your wife, you love your husband, you got to love them in an intimate, respectful way. But you love your brother or your sister in Christ, you love them in a way that, like I just said, like, I feel like, you know, you got to love them in a way that, um, it's unconditional. And see, I kind of feel like this very is very forgivable. It's just my personal opinion. I feel like you can't really get that love for them until you ask for Jesus to help you love Him and love yourself. Well, without a doubt, without Which, a doubt. Because in my personal opinion, you just you can't look. If you how can you love somebody else if you if you can't even love yourself? Right. Like true. And I'm not talking truly like the, love the whole arrogance. Just I'm better. I'm talking this the true love for yourself that. The self-respect, the self-love you have for mm-hmm. yourself to allow you to love everybody else. Right, and that's really that's a really hard topic. I mean, I don't know if any of you, any of you guys listening have ever sat back and asked yourself that question: Do I love myself? And then, rude females. I mean, you see that in lots. Struggle with them, like I've right. seen statistics say, women that's had you know poor relations with their fathers. Mm-hmm. Statistics, don't they? Don't quote me on this. They've they struggle with the love it's like no, no, they, they, they got it's not their fault it's just you know they've not seen it not many of them will see how if their father figure was never in there in their life it's like they they struggle with learning to love because they didn't get to see that growing up right yeah so any of you dads that are listening make sure you show your daughters what a, what a good uh, husband or a good father or a good man in their life really is <laughs> and even if you're the uncle playing dad role, the right, grandpa yeah. playing dad role, the you stepdad, the big brother, responsibility, <laughs> whoever it may be, and you got you show them that love, show yeah. them. It's it's very very important. It's crucial. You don't understand how crucial it is on because I've seen fat relatives that just we all grew up in the same family, but seemed like one just love picking the bad guys. Yeah, if that makes sense. Just yeah. the ones you just knew what fit yeah. for them. Always makes you scratch your head. Like, yeah, well, what? Like, why? So that's that's a little bit too deep. We want to get into it, <laughs> right? We'll yeah, why? Why? But yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, guys, you gotta you gotta make sure you got that right person in your corner, and you gotta make sure you're showing that love to one another. And not only love them, you gotta you gotta learn how to forgive them, and you gotta learn how to love yourself, and learn how to forgive yourself. And then once you get that love for yourself and be able to forgive yourself, then you can love and forgive your friends. And I always keep those those close friends you have just always. And even though, I mean, sometimes just some me just said, hey, just had you on my mind. Like, I've had friends on my mind that I've literally just said, hey, had you on my mind. And me right in the middle of work and drop everything I'm doing, just say, hey, had you on my mind. Don't know why. Just want to check in with you. I love you. Yeah. Holler back at me when you get a second. And then and I encourage, like I said, women do that. Like, just keep that friendship that you need because I mean you just you you have to have friends in this life in my personal opinion yeah, we're not intending on going through this life alone right and I mean my strong belief is blood does not make you family no no you just that's a that's just DNA yeah. genetics I mean, whatever I've got, I've got friends that literally I just I've yeah. seen them just go that phone call away no, oh, yeah. no, no hesitation yeah. no hesitation yeah and those are those and like like Matt just said, it's a huge topic. Just because you're blood, don't mean you have to be perfect for one another. You know, um, I've got family that are blood, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that because you know I, I'll have to answer for that one day. <laughs> you know that there's the issues I have with my own blood. I'm like, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, no, I ain't going there. But you know, then I have friends that are not blood, and they should be blood. They should be they should be closer than a brother. You know, that's just. It's just life. Right. Well, you good? I've turned your topic on. That's pretty much covers. I mean, just my main points. Like I said, just love each other's Lord loves you. Keep your brothers and sisters. Don't slander one another. Get, keep them strong. Be there for them. Check on. I mean, when, when, so I've got, I, I'm one of the most hard headed people you'll meet. 
But trust me, when you find when you know that one of your friends is struggling, don't just be like, eh, you know, they'll, they'll tell them when they need me, eh, they'll tell them when they need it. Really reach out to them, you know, don't, don't try to be real pushy about it. Just kind of say, hey, listen, I've really been worried about you. I've seen you doing this. If if you don't want to talk, I understand, but listen, I am here for you. I'm here to talk. If something's going on, please let me know. But, I mean, Tara, I appreciate you letting me come out, let me come talk to y'all. You guys stay safe, stay blessed, and Terry. I'll leave it back to you, brother. All right, team four. Guys, hey, I appreciate you guys for staying tuned for this uh, this podcast. I know we're, we're reaching right around 50 minutes. That's all right. It's all good. Uh, but, guys, uh, if you got any, if you got anything out of this, please share. Please rate and review this podcast so that other people will be able to hear this message. And, guys, um, as always, uh, reach out to us on Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, connect with us. Um, Matt, uh, before I let you leave, I want to ask you one question. So I kind of... Abbreviate however you need to. If you came across someone, I know it's the most overused question, but it's something I always like to ask the people I interview, is if you could find, if you if somebody come and talk to you, and wherever you're at, and they say, all right, I need help with my friendship, what's one advice that you could give that one person? What's one advice? Say, mm-hmm. say they come to me and say, I need help with my friendship, I'm sure mm-hmm. with my friendship. First, I'd say, how long have y'all been friends? Where did you all meet at? Yeah. And what kind of give me an idea of what the friendship is? If the yeah. friendship is we go to the bar every weekend after that we don't speak, that's a big sign. Yeah, I mean, that's a big. It's not a real friendship. It's not a really good friendship. I say I want to first see what kind of friendship we've got, and then if it's there and they're just like you know these people just won't talk to me, they don't reach out. Say listen, is is there something going on? They're like yeah, they you know they had this happen to them, but I've tried to tell them you know I'm here for them. Well, sometimes you just you gotta give them that space. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if this is just something that's been going on for a long, long time, like this, they've been struggling for like a year for this, then I kind of be like, you know, time move on. Let's kind of <laughs> let's really see what you, what you all, what made you all friends, what brought yeah. you all together, what, how, what, like I said, give me that idea of what kind of friendship am I dealing with? Because you got, I mean, if you got friends that you go to church with that's shutting you down for no reason, you truly don't know why. That's a, I think it's a whole lot different versus, well. I'm in church every Sunday, but every Sunday he wants to go to the bar. And well, just yeah. wants to go. He stocks up on whatever at Saturday night and goes hanging out Sunday day all day long full riding. Yeah, you know, which I'm not against that. I'm not against full riding, but I mean, just you just you had those different values, different morals. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have a friend who's struggling. I just I start by like I said, I want to get an idea of what kind of friendship you've got. Is it a true friendship in Christ, or? Is it pretty much going down a dead end road? Like, right. Is the devil working or is Jesus working? Which right. kind of friendship are we talking about? That's that. That's a good answer. So as Matt said, point especially at the end, if you if you're struggling in your friendship, no matter what kind of friendship it is, find out is it either coming from Jesus or is it coming from Satan. But yeah, guys, always thank you. Stay tuned. God bless.